This podcast is not for the weak-minded or easily offended. You're listening to the Rantuo Ramos podcast. This episode, as always, contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Ranting with Ramos. I'm your host, Jose Ramos. Today, we're going to take you back to the year 2000. So, um, in the year 2000, uh, I was 20 years old, and uh, I was living with my in-laws. I had a, I had a baby, dude, you know? He was going to be uh, born in May, and so I was looking for a job. I couldn't find a job anywhere, and so the only job that I would found was Kmart. Attention all Kmart shoppers, today's Blue Light Special is... You know, Kmart's no longer there, but... I was working there for a graveyard. I started like at 10 o'clock. I wouldn't come out till like 6. And uh, so I was working there. Graveyard, it fucking sucked, man. Somebody's, um, you know, and I was only 20 years old. So somebody's able to call and say, I didn't really care. I wasn't as responsible as I am now, you know. So, um, but a week before my son Noah was born, uh, I wanted to get tatted. You know, I wanted to get my wife's name, you know. She was my girlfriend at the time, but I wanted to get her name. And so my homie Slick's like, hey, you know what? Boo-Boo fucking works at Tatooine. You know, Boo-Boo, rest in peace, homie. But uh, Boo-Boo works at Tatooine. Oh, yeah, fucking, let's go check it out. So we went, and fucking, um, when we got there, we're like, nah, man, Boo-Boo doesn't get him come in until fucking midnight. So we're there at midnight and shit. I took my, my wife, and uh, and my homie took his lady, too, Deanna, and we're right there and shit. My wife was pregnant. She was like nine months already. We're right there waiting and shit. And he's like, you know what? I got a fucking white girl that wants to get tatted down. I'm going to charge her like five bills. I'm like, hey, fuck it. Make your money real quick, you know? So we charged the white girl and shit. And we waited about two hours and shit. And then, uh, fuck it. So I got I got my wife's name on my left arm, like above my elbow. And then my homeboy, he ended up getting brown pride in the same spot above his elbows and shit. So we got that. And then, um, like a week later, we went back. And I got a fucking, like, a, like the Mr. Horsepower. It looks like a Woody Woodpecker. I got that shit tatted. Like he got the out, he did the outline for me. And then fuck, I guess like a year after that, I got another tattoo on my left arm. I showed up uh, on my own and shit. He hooked it up and shit. And uh, when we were there, fucking, uh, we were waiting at a, at the at the subway. There was a subway right next to there and shit. And fucking um, the subway, there was some food getting crazy and shit with the people at subway. So they got crazy and they fucking they fucking sprayed mace. They fucking threw pepper spray and shit. So we ran into the fucking tattoo shop, right? So we're in the fucking tattoo shop, and then fucking uh, over there, you were still able to smell that fucking uh, the, the the fucking chile that she was making this fucking coffee shit. You know, my wife was pregnant, like fuck, you know. So we're like, fuck, where the fuck do we go? So we ended up going like more deep into the fucking tattoo shop where we couldn't fucking smell that shit, you know. And then, uh, so what ended up happening is, uh, I called in sick when I got the tat, so I ended up getting fired for fucking Kmart, you know, because, like, fuck, you know, I was, I would call off her once in a while because it was fucking, uh, graveyard and shit, I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever, so what ended up happening was, like, fuck, I need a fucking job, you know, I got a baby on the way and shit, what the fuck am I gonna do, I'm living with my in-laws, they're cool right now, but fuck, you know, they're gonna want some money, at least for us to pay and shit, so there's a fucking, the hat, the hat's still there, it's on Rosemead and last, no, Rosemead and Broadway, and, uh, so I had an interview with the fucking owner, some fucking white boy, I think that fool owns a fucking one in, uh, in Alhambra too, so that white boy showed up and shit, and, I guess I, w- I wasn't paisa enough, you know, because that's what wanted you to be just a, a paisa. He, he, he didn't want any fucking Chicanos working there. So I did get in the interview, but that motherfucker didn't, didn't fucking hire me and shit. So fuck, I kept looking and looking, and um, I'd go with my wife, and she was pregnant. So we, we go walking, so, you know, because when, whenever uh, you're pregnant as a, a lady, you want to do a bunch of walking prior to having the baby. It makes the delivery a lot better. So we'd be walking everywhere, and um, I went over there, and I applied it was a uh, fucking uh, Craig and Auto Parts uh, across from the uh, old Domino's Pizza on San Gabriel Boulevard and shit so I showed up and I applied and maybe a couple of months later they fucking uh, they called me for an interview and shit 
and prior to that i had um i never really worked in any like auto places but i had experience because i would always be like fixing my cars because i had like fucking old cars i had old mustangs and shit i used to know how to fuck with them and shit and you know fix 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 them and then also what helped me was uh that uh, ROP class that I took with Jason Alonzo, we did fucking really good. I got a certificate from that shit. They gave me a fucking A. Actually, no, I got a B. They gave me a B because I ended up going to Mexico for like two months, but they still gave me a B. I passed the shit because me and Jason were the only ones that were able to build the engine and the engine was actually turning over. We were able to crank it and shit. Everything was good. Everything was working. So fucking, um, I ended up getting hired in the ship. And when I got hired, the manager's name was Ernie. And there was an assistant manager, I don't know what the fuck his name was. And then there was uh, Ryan, my homie, R- really, really cool. So when I started working there, when I saw Ryan, I was like, man, this guy's going to be an asshole, you know. He looks like an asshole. But that's the first time that, you know, like my uh, my discerning, because I, I, I have a gift from God where, like, if I see people, I can see if they're going to be good, bad, um, if they're, if they're going to be cool people or not. And right there, I got proven wrong. Cause I thought he was going to be mean, you know, but he was cool. He ended up being really cool. He ended up really helping me a lot in my life. Um, and uh, so we were there and we're working. And um, the other two guys didn't really like me. Um, uh, actually, the, the other uh, the other key care, he would tell Ryan, like, hey, you know, Jose, you know, I don't like the way he works. Ask him to do stuff. And, and then Ryan's like, no, well, whenever I ask him to do stuff, he does it. You know, he has, you know, no no question about it. He, he does it, you know. All, there was also some cholo. His name was Rodrigo. At that time, I was 20 years old. Rodrigo was already, like, 36, maybe. He looked pretty old and shit. He was already, like, balding in the front. And uh, that cholo, I used to use uh, reverse psychology on his ass. Me and him were just regular fucking counter guys and shit. But we used to get truck, I think it was every Wednesday. The truck would show up and it was a lot of fucking pallets. It was probably about like six pallets and that area was real small. We used to have to break down the oil, me and him. And then what you do is you get totes. And depending on the aisle, some aisles have air filters, some aisles have fucking light bulbs, some aisles have chemicals. So you put all the chemicals in one aisle, let's say aisle three, aisle four, light bulbs, whatever, and you put them all in the tote. So we'd be doing that. And then uh, I would re- use reverse psychology in, on Rodrigo. I'd be like, damn, nah, you're fucking lazy. You, you're, you're fucking slow. Look, I already fucking did all this shit. Like, oh, yeah? Oh, is that right? Let me fucking show you that. So I'd make his ass work. So he'd fucking be working hard, too, like me, you know? So uh, I would just reverse psychology in his ass, and it worked, you know? And I'd be like, you're a fucking rata. And he'd be like, fuck that. Pull the paperwork on me, homie. You got the fucking rata jacket. He was, he was always fucking cholo ter- terminology and shit, you know? I would always tell him, you're a fucking rata. He's like, nah, fuck that, dog. I fucking call and they'll fucking they'll fucking run the kai dog and they'll see I ain't got no fucking paperwork. He'd be all fucking talking out politics and shit like cholo politics. But yeah, I used to fuck with that fool all the time to, to reverse the call. Hey, fuck, you know what? I fucking did all this shit by myself. This food didn't do shit. Oh, fuck that. And then he'd be, you know, kicking ass and shit. Some people, he's, he was like me, you know, like you talk shit that, that you know, that he's, uh, he's lazy or whatever. And he'll fucking try to prove you wrong and shit. So that's how I would get that fool to fucking, uh, to fucking work, you know? And then, so that fool Ernie, he didn't like me. And the other fool didn't like me. I forgot what the fuck his name was. But that motherfucker had like an old ass Corolla, like a fucking 89, 87 Corolla. That motherfucker wasted his money and put a fucking turbo on that shit. He thought, he thought his car was cool and shit because he had a fucking turbo. It was an old ass fucking car. Like with all that money, you could have bought a fucking way better car, you know? And um, so uh, one day I ended up going to lunch and shit. And my brother. He came um, at lunchtime, and we went to go have lunch. Fuck it, he came, we took off and shit. And so I was with my brother and Nando. I think Nando was there too. And then fucking, uh, I, you know, I took my lunch. I came back, and my brother was there with me, but I was still on lunch and shit. And then uh, Ernie, the fucking store manager, he was hey, when you come back, I need you to mop the floor, mop here, mop this. And I said, look, man, I'm still on lunch. And plus, what's she doing? Because there was some, like, little hole, like, little cholita hole. So what, what, what's she doing, man? Oh, she's sick. Oh, so if she's sick, you should fucking send her home. What the fuck is she doing here? She's not working? Send her home. You should have her mob, man. What the hell is she doing here, you know? And what would happen is I think that fool would be grabbing her ass, grabbing her titties and shit. You know, he would get, like, caught feels on that bitch. And, and that's why that bitch was protected and shit, you know? So that fool got all fucking mad. He tried to send me home and shit, but... He couldn't because, you know, I was in the state. I was working the night shift that day, you know. I was working until, like, 8 or 9, whatever time they were fucking closing and shit. What ended up happening is this motherfucker, 
he ended up transferring me without telling anybody. So what he did, he requested a transfer and he sent me all the way to the one of Santa Anita and Las Tunas. He sent me to that one. When, now it's got demolished, but there used to be a Craig in there and there used to be a Virgin Megastore and uh, Goodwill. So I was working there and I would have to take the, the bus, <clears throat> you know. So I take the bus over there and everything was cool, you know. The manager was cool when I was working there. And then eventually what ended up happening in the, in the year 2000 is uh, there was a strike. And the strike was for the, the buses. The buses, uh, the bus drivers went on strike and shit. So fuck, like, I, I couldn't get there no more, you know. Because it was like, fuck, kind of pretty far to walk with the fuck over there. And then at nighttime, so... I ended up saying, you know what? I gotta put in my my, uh, my two weeks, you know? So I ended up putting in my two weeks uh, because of the bus strike. But in the meantime, um, when I put in the the two weeks, I had uh, applied at a, at Easy Loop, which is like a like a lube a lube shop, you know, like a Jiffy Loop kind of. But before that, uh, I remember I used to go to a Virgin Mega Store, and I would check out the CDs. And I remember when uh, Deftones White Pony when it came out. Back in the day, they would have a CD there, and you just put the earphones on, you you demo the fucking track. So I, I remember fucking pressing play on that CD, and uh, I listened to the first track. I heard like 10 seconds. Oh, shit. I knew I liked it. I'm like, the next one, like another 10 seconds. Fuck. Every single, I went through every single track, and every single track, I only had to hear like five seconds of it, and it was good. So I ended up buying that CD. So yeah, when when Deftones White Pony came out, that and that's a fucking badass CD. If you guys uh, haven't heard of it, Deftones White Pony album, it's fucking bad, man. It's like if you haven't heard of Deftones, you're missing out. It's like a fucking, it's like a like a rap rap and like like metal hip hop metal, not like fucking Limp Bizkit or that kind of funny shit. This is like like better. And this food, they're Chicanos, um, Chino Morenos from um, they're from uh, Sacramento. They call him Chino Moreno. They call him Chino because he looks like a Chino. Uh, I'm not too sure. I think he might be half Japanese, but his uncle named him Chino. He's a Chicano. I actually saw them for the first time um, last August 2019 at uh, the Cure through a festival. And they were one of the fucking uh, headliners and shit. So we got to see fucking Deftones. And prior to that, when we were, we were waiting there because we got there to the festival like at fucking 2 and we were in the front because I wanted to see the cure. So we're in the front. It's hot as fuck. Uh, my wife, she ended up fucking um, wearing a fucking uh, like a long sleeve fucking like almost like a denim fucking dress shirt. Right. And some leggings and like an undershirt fucking, you know, bra and shit. I said, look, don't wear all that shit. Take it off. Wear some fucking shorts and like a little ass top. And she don't want to. And she's skinny, you know, so she, she's not going to look funny and shit. We got there. There's bitches in bras. There's bitches Daisy Dukes and shit. So we're there and we're like in the front, you know, like, so we're not going to go nowhere. We're just going to fucking be there. Wait till they come out. It's fucking hot. It's fuck. You couldn't take an umbrella. You couldn't take water. So we're there and all of a sudden she's like, oh, babe, um, I don't feel good. I'm like, fuck, I feel like throwing up. Yeah, fuck it. Just throw up. Next thing you know, she grabs me for my shirt and she fucking faints like, oh, shit. So she faints. She falls on the floor. I, I kind of ease her, you know, down to the floor. And fuck, she like she's like fainted and shit, you know. And like fuck, all of a sudden some like little chick, she goes, "Hey, everybody!" She started pushing everybody away. She's like, "You know what? I'm a trained nurse. Um, I, I can help you." So what they did is one of the homies that was there, he had ice cold water, and we sat my wife up and we took off her her shirt, so she had a, a top underneath, and we just fucking poured water on the back of her head, and then she came back to life and shit. And then the rest, of the cool thing, man, it was it was awesome, man. Like. Everyone was like a like a family. Like they kept checking her. Hey, is she all right? Is she all right? Does she need water? They keep giving us waters and shit. So man, I props to my wife, man, because she didn't fucking leave. I mean, it would have been fucked up that if we left, but it would have been fucked up if she died, you know. So, but she wanted. She stood there, and then after that, that was during a band called Mogwai. It was like whatever and shit. But then Deftones were next, and I'm like, fuck. She just fainted. Deftones are up next. People are gonna be fucking moshing like crazy. But for me. I've been to so many fucking concerts and shit, and especially psychobilly ones where people throw elbows, punches, and shit like that. And I've always been my wife. I always put her in front of me, and I kind of block behind her because people start pushing and shit. There's fools that go there, and they go with their chicks, and they let the crowd push them. Fuck, no. What I do is I turn around, I push the whole fucking crowd. And then, so the Deftones come on. Fuck, so everyone starts going crazy, you know? So what I'm doing is everyone's pushing from behind me. Like hundreds of fucking thousands of people are pushing, right? 
And what I do is I sit back and I'm leaning all my fucking weight back and I'm able to control the whole fucking crowd. So I'm pushing the whole crowd. I look to the left of me, there's a fucking white boy and his wife, and they're pushing him, and they're pushing into my wife. I'm like, what the fuck? This motherfucker's not making himself hard to help his wife, you know? So my wife, she was fine, because I was, like, fucking just leaning back, and I was making, like, a circle, like, a half moon around her, a protection where nobody can get close, and she wasn't being crushed, you know? So she was actually checking on me. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I got these motherfuckers. And as I'm, as she's asking me, the white boy that's getting pushed twice, like, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's controlling the crowd. He's pushing everybody. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Like, motherfucker, you should be doing that shit. They're fucking pushing you into your wife. You're pushing your wife. She's pushing my wife. What the fuck, you know? So then there's motherfuckers trying to do the, the mosh pit, and they're climbing and shit, and, and they're trying to crowd surf. Fuck, no. Whenever I see motherfuckers doing that shit, I fucking, I go reach up and I grab them and I pull them down with my arm. Boom, and I bring them down. So I just keep pulling motherfuckers down. What I'll do is I'll push them and I'll push them a couple feet up in the air and make them like fall on the floor. Because fuck that. What happens is when those fools are crowd surfing, they end up kicking you in the fucking head, kicking you in the fucking face. So fuck that. I don't give them a chance. I end up pushing those motherfuckers away. So fucking, uh, we ended up waiting. Yeah, and the Deftones came out. That shit was fucking. Bad, man, Deftones, you guys gotta check them out live, man. Fucking Deftones are fucking bad, man. And we're like in the fucking front. If you go to my uh, Death Blow One on the Instagram, you'll see I got videos there too. When we saw him, it was fucking bad. Then when we saw the Cure, we we're in the front. Uh, first time I saw him was 1992, and then I saw him uh, in 2016, and then I saw him again in uh, 2019. But the 2019 was the closest I've ever been, like close man right fucking like at the third row and that shit was fucking bad so all this to say deftones are fucking bad right so after i ended up fucking giving my two weeks i ended up leaving and then luckily i went to um easy lube and they interviewed me for easy lube i wore like a short sleeve shirt so you can see my arms i don't have any tats but even then the boss was like oh you have any tats i'm like yeah under here like you know but you can't even see them you know oh, okay cool so i got hired and shit so i got hired and i was um an upper bay technician so what that is is like uh when the customer comes in you're like oh how's it going i'm jose i'm here to do you know the, the oil change and your air filter is good whatever yeah, your oil was this dirty you might you might want to do this next time or your radiator fluid is dirty this and that right so we, we that's what i would do and shit so uh, there was another homie there his name was uh michael chow Michael Chow, uh, he's a half Vietnamese, half Chinese, which is called Chu Chow. This guy, man, fuck. One of the coolest people. Not the coolest Asians. One of the fucking coolest people I ever met in my life. Cool down, motherfucker. This fool was crazy. Like, real certified fucking Asian gangster. Like, I'm talking about this motherfucker put in work. Like, really. Like, this motherfucker was crazy and shit. But me and him were cool and shit, you know, really, really cool. So, what ended up happening is uh, we go to lunch. Me and him would go to lunch and shit. And uh, he, he would like eating ceviche. We used to go to fucking ceviche. Uh, it's a place called uh, Ceviche Momariscos El Paisa. And I think it's in Norwalk. So, we take off. That fool had a fucking CRX. And we he always had souped-up cars. Like, first he had an Integra. He had a white Integra. That shit was clean as fuck. Then he got the that, that CRX. And fucking, uh, we ended up going. We were going the freeway, hauling ass and shit. Hey, man. And I wasn't scared because even though he was Asian, he knew how to fucking drive good, man. He knew how to drive like me. He knew how to fucking in and out of fucking lanes, like, you know, like normal and shit. So fucking, we go and get the, the fucking ceviche and then we drive back and shit. People would try to order and shit, but it was mainly in him. We show up and then fucking the boss will be up outside and shit. Hey man, no, you know what? You guys can't be going to lunch together because when you guys fucking go to lunch, the fucking numbers drop. It's like what the fuck? That that's that's not our fault. There's more fucking people working and shit. You know? No 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 no. You you guys can't be going to lunch and shit. The numbers, the numbers, blah blah. I'm like fuck, man. So they wouldn't really let us fucking you know go to lunch and shit because of that. And uh, we would fucking uh, when we'd come back. You see all these fools just fucking standing around and shit. And um, we show up. All of a sudden, boom, we start slanging and shit. Oh, you know what, sir? Uh, your transmission fluid is brown. It's supposed to look this color. Blah, blah, blah. What you got to do is not... You're not really selling. You're just telling them, look, your transmission fluid is dirty. I have a solution. You do it like this, and it's going to end up clean. 
So me and him show up, boom, we start slanging and shit, boom, boom, boom. So what happens, they do like a labor, uh, labor, how much you're paying labor and how much money is coming in. And when the labor would go up high, they would start sending fools home, right? And there's some chubby fool. He was like, he was like a fucking, uh, he had a baby mama and shit already. He was like fucking separate from the bitch. So he was like really miserable and shit. And that fool kind of hated on me because I was, Mex- you know, Mexicans hate on each other and shit. So uh, he was a key carrier. He was a manager, but he would still hate on me and shit. Because even though I was just a regular employee, I would make as much money as the fucking main manager. I would I would make fucking mad money because I would be selling his shit. Me and my child would make mad fucking money. So that fool, the Mexican fool, he was a hater and shit. And he's all like, hey, uh, I'm going to send Ramos off. And then the, the main manager, the fucking uh, Asian fool, he'd be like, nah, fuck no. That fool's fucking paying for you. He's paying for all these motherfuckers to be here. Fuck no. You're not going to send him. Send someone else home. He's earning his pay and paying and fucking paying for everyone else's wages and shit. Don't fucking send him home. So that shit was cool because he, he backed me up and shit. And then one time there was a fucking, usually the fools that worked down in the bottom in the pits, those fools were mean old, like, fucking ex-cholos or, or, you know, currently cholos and shit. Like, low-life fools, like, drug addict type of fools and shit, you know? We would always get. And one of those fools, uh, one time I got some taquitos and shit, you know? They come in, like, an order of two or guacamole. And usually these fools will be like, hey, fool, let me get some and shit. Like, all right, fool. So I gave him a taquito. As I'm fucking putting, getting the bag, my fucking taquito falls on the floor. So I end up not getting any fucking taquitos and shit because this motherfucker was uh, couldn't afford a fucking taquito I had to fucking give it to his stupid ass you know but that, that shit was fucking dumb and then we had a homie uh, a black vato his name was uh, Damien Mills and this motherfucker had his uh, had that shit tattooed on his arm like D Mills and I was like hey motherfucker why you got your name on there so you don't fucking forget you fucking forget your name dog is that what you got a tattooed on yourself or what like, no, man, fuck y'all, man. And you know, he would fuck around. He was cool and shit. You know, that was like the first time that I, that I experienced, you know, uh, um, you know, get along with a black homie and shit. Cause, you know, growing up, you're like, ah, oh, these motherfuckers, uh, they don't like us. We don't like them, whatever. But it was feed, man. Cause he was working, he had to work with us and shit. We're working in the same fucking place. Huh? So, ain't no, nobody's better than anybody. We're there fucking working together. At the time, I was like fucking 21 and shit. I think it was after like a year. So I'm there and shit. And then the motherfucker, somebody would be like, um, we'd be selling this shit and we had fools that were called a uh, courtesy tech. A courtesy tech is like while we're slanging the, the job and checking the oil and pumping the oil into the engine, these fools would have to fucking vacuum the interior and fucking uh, clean the windows and shit. And that was a part of the fucking, uh, you know, the, 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 the bundle and shit for getting the oil change and shit. So I'd be like, man, y'all don't do nothing. I do everything around here. Y'all don't do nothing. He would always be fucking complaining and shit, you know? Y'all don't do nothing. And shit. But he, he was cool, but that shit was funny when he would fucking complain about that shit. Like, what the fuck you mean we don't do nothing? We're fucking over here making the fucking money, paying for your fucking labor, man. And um, so we'd be there. And then there, one time they hired some fool. Uh, he was a cholo. He was a lower bay technician. This motherfucker was crazy and kind of iffy, watch. Um, so he would be down there in, in the lower bay. So what it is, it's like a big rectangle where it's hollow and the cars just drive over it and the hollow area so you can access like the rear differential, the transmission, the engine when you change the oil. So this motherfucker was right there walking and he'd be like, you'd only see like his his arms and his head sticking out from up in the bottom and shit, right? And he'd be like talking to the fools that were upstairs and shit. Well, we, we were dead. No, you know, nobody was there. It was it was empty. So we'd be talking. Someone was like, fuck you, man. Somebody told that fool, fuck you, man. Suck my dick. He's like, hey, fool, if you pull it out right now, you pull it out, I'll suck your dick. I'm like, what the fuck? That's some gay shit. You know what I mean? Like, that means that motherfucker was really willing to do it. You would do it. That's some gay shit. Like, you know? But that's what the fuck that fool would say. That's some crazy fucking shit he would say, man. And um, so once I was working there, uh, my homeboy, uh, uh, Ryan, he uh, he called me. He said, hey, man, I got I got an offer for you, man. Uh, here at Cragen, he was actually working at the Cragen in uh, Almani on uh, Garvey and Valley where the five points meet. Actually, it, it's, uh, it's still an auto store, but it's uh, O'Reilly's now. But um, there, that's where he was at. And he's like, hey, just come down, you know, apply. And, um, you know, they, they want to set up an interview. So I showed up and I had the interview with the store manager and uh, a key carrier. This was just a key carrier shit. But for some reason, that motherfucker was in the interview. He didn't have to be, but he was there. And they're asking me all these questions. I'm, I'm, I'm answering them good and shit. And this fool asked, asked me like a fucking trick question and shit. 
hey, uh, how about the rod pins and, you know, shit that, unless you're building engines and shit, which I never did, you know, only in, in, in the ROP. So, oh, you're fucking the rod pins. Oh, okay. And I kind of missed that question, but everything else was good. And this motherfucker, he was um, 32 and shit. And uh, so he was upset at the fact that I got hired as an assistant manager because once I got hired, I had to take a test. And I passed the test flying colors and shit. It's a test that it's pretty technical. That's about like working on cars and shit and lubrication in the lab. And that that's my background. That's where I came from. So I ended up passing that. I got hired. So pretty much Ryan, he recommended me, but he's not the one that got me in because they wanted to make it fair. You know, he let them interview me. He just said, I know this guy. And I got in. And thank God I was in there, and I was an assistant manager. I was a key carrier, but that fool always hated on me, man, because because um, I was I was younger than him, and he was older and shit, and I was a fucking manager and shit. And then uh, so I heard that he would always be trying to keep tabs on me and shit, like you know this was doing this wrong, or he's doing that, you know, just so he can come up. And then I was there also. I worked with uh, Hector Contreras. He was cool as fuck. He's still cool, but uh, Hector used to work with me. And he was a key carrier, and he, he knew a lot about cars, too, man. He fucking, um, he knew about Civics, and he's one that actually taught me how to change brakes. Shout out Hector. He's like, hey, check it out. Go to my house. And he ended up switch, ended up switching the brakes on the driver's side. He's like, look, this is how I do it. Now you do it. So I did the right side, and I learned. So I let's learn how to do brakes and shit. So me and him were real cool as fuck, too. And then there was a, a fucking kid. Um, that fucking kid... He um he got hired and we did a all of a sudden sometimes like fucking Doritos and sodas would be like opened up and we're like hey have you guys seen anybody fucking you know eating food and shit like what's going on you know and I know I don't know I mean I don't know what's what's uh what's going on you know like it's not us like yeah I I pay for my stuff you know but uh what ended up happening is uh, we had an inventory and in the inventory they counted every single thing right. Now, this kid, this kid ended up, uh, he was one of the cashiers and shit. And this kid, what ended up having is, I guess one of his homies went to go buy some parts and shit. And he wanted some uh, some towels, some like shop towels and shit. So the kid scanned the shop towels and I guess the homie afterwards is like, Hey man, uh, can, can you please give me the fucking, um, you hook me up with the fucking towels? So the kid, he voided the towels. Now, as a manager, when you open... You have to pick five uh, transactions, high dollar ones or something that looks fishy. So uh, my manager, he ended up checking and he did some research and he counted the towels. The towels had just been counted the day before. So the towels have got to be, the on hand has to be on, right? So the on hand showed that we had uh, you know, a certain number and the number was off by one. And this kid voided those towels, right? So he asked them, they investigated, yeah, so the kid was stealing, he he stole the towels, and I guess he was the one that was opening the sodas and shit, and taking the fucking Doritos and shit, this kid, and so the kid, you know, he ended up getting fucking fired, just for fucking, um, giving his homeboy some fucking towels, so that shit's not fucking worth it, man, you know, and also working there, in Almani, um, you know, mainly the demographic is all it's all Mexicans, you know, straight from Mexico. So uh, a lot of the fucking parts, it's um, they make like their own names, you know, and the names don't really like they don't really um, they don't really tr- um, translate properly, you know. Like for example, like the re- the rear the real translation of uh, brakes should be frenos, right? But these guys call fucking brakes. They call them balatas, pastillas. It's a bunch of weird fucking names, man. And it would be kind of hard. I had to get used to it, you know? So fucking, they would come up with all these fucking weird fucking names, dude. Like um, the fucking, the battery. They'd call the, the battery the pila. And then the brakes, balatas. And then the sapo. The, there'd be a sapo, a fucking mono, brazo loco, bisagra, el carter, timón, calavera, pastillas. It's always weird fucking names, man. So, um, a pila is obviously a battery, you know, balatas is brakes, sapo is a caliper, I guess, because the caliper has a piston that goes up and down, I guess a sapo jumps and shit, and the mono is is, is the uh, ignition, uh, sonar, the sonar for the ignition on the starter, right, and the brazo loco is an idler arm, and then the sagras, those are hinges, 
Cart el cárter is supposed to be an oil pan, so that shit makes no fucking sense. It should be it should be like sedazo de aceite, but it doesn't translate like that, right? And then timón, we don't say that, but like South Americans, a timón is a volante. A volante is a steering wheel. So they make up all these fucking names. Calavera, which means skull, is really a, a tail lamp. And then pastillas means pills, but they call uh, fucking brake pads pastillas. It makes no makes no sense, but this shit was crazy. So fucking uh, what happened too is like uh, cholos like they show up right all crazy because we used to have like a fucking lifetime warranty on brakes, lifetime warranty on starters, um, alternators, shit like that, right? But even though it was lifetime, sometimes if they would show up, like I say, they show up at the starter and it's not working, right? So we take it back there on the bench and hook it up and test it and shit. Every, every single starter would have like a, a harness. You plug in the harness to the positive side and the harness and to the negative side, right? You push a button and then um, it, it would give a charge to the starter. So if the starter, if it wouldn't uh, engage and, and come out, then, it, you know, it was it was bad. Sometimes it would come out. So, hey, the starter's still good, you know, or the alternators. We'd hook them up with like a, with like a fucking um, serpentine belt and push the button and the it'll tell us if it's if it's charging if it's altering and uh so some of the shows will come in hey you know what that's it's bad i'm sorry oh we'll have lifetime warranty right you know what um the lifetime warranty the way it works is like if uh, you come in and this is covered with oil like your starter is your starter is gonna make it short circuit so it didn't fail on its own. It failed because you have an oil leak and the oil leak is what mess up. Nah, nah, fuck that dog. Right here fucking says, hey, that you got a lifetime fucking warranty on me and I got the fucking, I got the fucking receipt. You know what? Oh, fuck it. Check it. Check the fucking computer. I said, I'm in the fucking computer, dog. Like, yeah, I understand that, man. But like I said, this shit's full of oil. I can't honor. You know what? Fuck you. I said, who's the manager? And I'd fucking, I do like a fucking uh, 180 turn. I turn around and I point at my fucking name tag. Right here, dog. I'm the manager in charge. You know what? Fuck you. I said, what time you get out, dog? We close at night. Fuck, you better be ready, homie. I'm going to get you when you fucking come out. All right, fuck it, whatever. They would always say that shit there. No one ever fucking came, but they would always tell me, hey, I'm going to fucking get you. I said, fuck you. Or they'll call me on the phone. Fuck you, hey, I'm going to get you when you come out, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's fucking, if you're going to do something, you're not going to tell a motherfucker you're going to go fucking do it, you know? And then fucking uh, uh, one time we were there, and uh, it was it was me and uh, me and Ryan, and we we're working and shit. And then some man comes up and he's like, "Sabes qué, pues este, tengo mi carro y no quiero perder y este, le quiero quemar. Yo pienso que ser es el mono, va va a ser el mono." Es lo que yo pienso. Okay, so I started looking up, and my homeboy Ryan comes, and uh, he's, he's Filipino, but he took Spanish like three years, so he knew Spanish really good, man. Really, really, he's really, really fluent. So he comes up and he goes, "Oh, este señor, usted le da vuelta a la llave y como la llave la ve, cuando le da vuelta a la llave, cómo la hace? Uh, 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 ah, ah. Man, we fucking started laughing like crazy, and the pastor was laughing too, you know, because it was a, it was a funny, it was a clean joke, and it was funny, you know, because a mono, a mono's a, a chango, it's, it's a monkey, you know, so that, that shit was funny. And then one time uh, we started selling compressors, like big ass air compressors and shit, and uh, to to hold um, air. And uh, I used to, we used to have two people. One person was a cashier, and I'd be the counter guy, which was a manager, and I'd be a key, a key carrier, so we can fucking, you know, if they need change, whatever, you give them fucking change. Um, a lot of the time, these fools didn't know how to fucking give out their change because they would they would give out too much fucking change, and oh, you know, I need more change, fucking they fucking paid you and shit. And uh, one time I was in the back, and all of a sudden I seen some fools all like ducking and shit, and I was looking. And when I went over there, these motherfuckers were trying to jack the, one of the compressors. And what ended up happening is they had like an old ass uh, pickup truck, like a 69 uh, Chevy pickup truck. And what they did, they ended up fucking folding the uh, the license plate upwards and shit, you know? So you couldn't see what the fuck what the fuck the license plate was, right? So he ended up getting away and shit. I, I used to bump Psychobilly, you know, because I was all into Psychobilly and shit. So I'd be bumping Psychobilly while, you know, Paisa customers are coming in and shit. Sometimes I would get fools that were into Psychobilly, like, oh, shit, what is that fool? That's fucking bad. You know, what, 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 what band is that, you know? And, um, 
fucking be like, oh, it's it's the Quakes or you know, it's this and that. And I, I fucking you know tell them the name of the band and shit, and they look it up. Like, oh, that's cool, dog. You're you're into the psychobilly band, psychobilly scene. Like, yeah, man, I like psychobilly. I go to I go to a lot of shows and shit. Yeah, so I would get a lot of people that would listen to psychobilly and shit, and they'd be like, oh, cool, man, I like the fucking music. What what is, what's this? What are you playing and shit? And at that time, I used to have a quiff, which is like a your your sides are shaved and kind of faded. And it's like a pompadour in the front. And at that time, I would kind of like roll it in like a jelly roll and shit. And one time, I'd be in the back counter and shit. And uh, some little kid showed up with his mom. He's like, oh, mommy, me quiero hacer el pelo así. He's like, no, tú no, tú no puedes. Te tienes, te lo tienes que pinar. You have to fucking style it. You got to do this and that. And the little kid liked it. And said, oh, sí, quiero mi pelo así and shit. And then one time, um... I was there with the with the cashier because it was always two people at once. And um, I had a paisa come in. He was waiting in line and shit. Oira, tengo tengo ese estare. El estare ya, ya no quiere servir. Okay, déjalo probo. So I tried it out. Yeah, sure enough, it's not good. But I said, you know what? It's not good and everything. And you have a you have warranty. You have your receipt. But this thing is covered in oil. I can't send it back to the manufacturer. They're gonna say that it failed because of the oil. You know, it made a short circuit. No, 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 why? He's like, no, 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 como chingados, no, si yo tengo garantía de vida, chaval, no, que chingas madre. And he's like, oh, uh, I, want, I want to talk to your manager. And I'm like, fuck. So I do, I do that. But at the whole time, I'm sitting in a fucking, those little stools and shit, you know? So all he's able to see is like my chest and my, and my head, right? So I fucking spin around. I'm like, I spin around, like, boom. I'm the manager, look, bam. I point at my fucking tag, boom. I'm the manager. Yo soy el manager. What's up? Oh, that's gay. Chinga tu madre. And he fucking leaves. Like, All right, fuck it. Though. Here's your starter. Take it. Whatever. He left. So then fucking, I say about 10, 15 minutes later, man, he fucking calls, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Get a, get a record manager. Oh, si, sí, si. Sí. Yo soy, yo soy. No, es que ahorita fui y quería cambiar mi, mi stare. Pues tiene garantía de vida. Y no, hombre, pues fui. Y un pinche mendigo enano no me quiso cambiar el pinche estare. Pinche mendigo enano. No, pues sabes qué, señor. Este, yo soy el manager y yo soy el que le dé. No soy enano, es que estaba sentado. Chinga tu madre. He said, that fool thought I was a minute. So, what ended up happening is uh, that fool calls and shit, right? He's like, oh, let me talk to the manager. I'm the manager. Oh, you know what? Just a fucking midget didn't want to fucking exchange my fucking starter. I said, look, I'm the manager and that was me. I'm not a midget. I was just sitting in the fucking stool. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Piss, you know? As you fucking, I don't want to exchange any shit. One thing I forgot to to mention, that was the third Kragen Auto Parts that I worked at, you know? So I worked at the one in San Gabriel, the one in Arcadia. And then after the Arcadia one, I ended up going to uh, Easy Loop. And I was a loop tech there for a couple of years and shit. But after that, you know, I got this uh, management opportunity. So I, I'm, I'm in Almani. But prior to Almani, prior to Arcadia, when I was still working at the San Gabriel one with Ernie, that fucking fool that used to grab that bitch's ass and shit, that fool, uh, one day, it was me. I can't think of her name, but she was cool. She was a key, a key carrier. At that time, I was just a regular employee. I was I was a regular fucking counter guy. She was a like a key carrier, and she was working the register, and I was at the counter. And uh, so I'm in the back, you know, I'm in the counter. I'm I'm you know straightening parts out, looking stuff up, and all of a sudden, I hear someone, "Hey, fool, get over here!" I'm like, He's a, and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "This ain't no fucking joke, dog. Get your ass over!" I'm like, "What?" And I fucking walk over to the fucking to the cashier. And I'm like, Whoa, what's up? So, and they fucking, the motherfucker had a fucking, uh, a rifle, the motherfucker had a gang on, give, give me the fucking money, they were telling her to fucking open the, the register and shit, right, and she knew how to do it, she just wanted me to come, you know, cause she's a key carrier, she could open it, she just wanted me to come, I guess, for protection or whatever, right, so as soon as I, I seen those fools and I put my head down so they didn't want to think that I was looking at them and shit, right, so I opened the register, they fucking pull, they, they pick up, the, oh, pick up the register, and then we picked up the, the tray, they, they grabbed whatever fucking couple hundred was in there. They ended up coming up on like 300 bucks, right? And then fucking once they left, once they had the money, they stood there and, and they kind of fucking pointed the rifle at me, right? So I was like, fuck. So I fucking turned sideways so they can get me on the side and not in the front. So they kind of waited for about two seconds, thought about it, and they said, fuck it. They left, right? So after they left, I fucking locked it. And then fucking, uh, they ended up taking off. They, they had a fucking, uh, like, a, they were driving a stolen Corolla, must have been like a fucking old three Corolla, brand new Corolla, silver. So they fucking left. I locked everything up, and uh, we call the cops. The cops come. 
We tell the cops what kind of car it is and shit. Uh, fucking, I'm an artist, so I fucking drew those motherfuckers. One of them was wearing like a fucking, uh, he was wearing one of those fucking, uh, those bucket hats and shit. And I ended up drawing those fools, man. So with the fucking uh, video recording that we have, plus with the fucking drawing, they found these motherfuckers like a block away. And they ended up arresting those fools. They fucking, they went, they went to jail and shit. And, um, they, it was only 300 bucks. They had to do like fucking six years, eight years. They wanted us to go testify and shit, but luckily, you know, we didn't end up going and shit. I, was like, I don't want to fucking go, man. I, I would have just pled the fifth. Fuck it. So we didn't end up having not to go, and they got arrested and shit. But yeah, man, the good thing is um, the girl didn't panic. She didn't scream. So those fools didn't feel like shooting us and shit. And thank God, too. Like, I, it was like nothing. Like, I was like, fuck it. Like, you know, I wasn't scared at all. God knows I wasn't scared at all. I was like, you know, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. And luckily, you know, she, she didn't trip. Because uh, anybody else would have been like, ah, screaming and shit, going all crazy, you know? Because motherfucker have a handgun and a fucking rifle at you, you know? How many times has that happened to anybody where you had a fucking gun pointed at you like that? So I was lucky that she didn't fucking, she didn't go crazy and shit. But after that, um, we ended up, uh, we call the manager and he comes and he sees the video. He goes, hey man, if you seen him with the rifle, why don't you run up to the fucking door and close it? I was like, motherfucker, I was nowhere near the fucking door. I was in the counter. Yeah, you guys could have ran up to the fucking door and locked it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Uh, you know, people are just so fucking stupid, you know. If, I like, I would have liked to have seen him in that situation. He probably would have been fucking crying. Probably would have fucking shit his pants, man. But people can easily talk and say, "Oh, I would have done this. I would have done that." But you don't know until they're put in that fucking situation, you know. Like that, that shit, you know. Like sh- I'm lucky she didn't trip. Because those fools, you know, they're, they're like, they're pumped, you know? Like, they were like, fuck it. They, they would have shot somebody, you know? But, fuck, if you think about it, for fucking $300, you you, you fucking go to jail for so many fucking years because, you you know, you, you fucking beat it with a fucking gun, you know? It's, it's not even fucking worth it, man. So these motherfuckers, they ended up going to jail. I think they went for, like, fucking five, six years and shit, you know? All, all for fucking $300, man. That's fucking dumb. So that was episode eight. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for supporting the podcast. Um, I have been asking to see if you guys can uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out a lot. And I want to give a couple shout outs to people who have been leaving reviews. And uh, I got Edgar Dam. Thank you. Mega Man. Lopez Avila. Tomate Esta. Lopez 49 Face. Ben Macias. So thank you very much for doing that. And uh, by doing that, you're going to enter in um, into the uh, drawing to win a free T-shirt. So um, thank you very much for your support. And uh, I'm going to be releasing merchandise um, on the uh, fourth week of August. Pretty much like you know the end of August. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to right now. I'm currently working on the um, on the um, store on the web store. It's going to be on Big Cartel. It's going to be ranting with Ramos Big Cartel. So far, I've got uh, the T-shirt with the, with the podcast logo on it and a button. I'm also going to get uh, stickers. I'm going to come up with another T-shirt design. All this stuff I'm doing, too, man, is myself. I'm, I'm going to be doing the social training myself. I did the design myself. I had my brother-in-law help me with the, um, with the Photoshop just to make it look a little more real. But after that, it's just me. I'm going to be printing it. I got the screen. I'm going to pick up the screen tomorrow morning, which is Saturday and uh, the 15th. So uh, thank you very much, everyone who's been listening. Any new listeners, uh, if, you know, thank you. If you could share it, if you can rate it, um, you know, and follow the uh, follow me on Instagram at Ranting with Ramos Podcast. My personal one is uh, Death Blow. That's uh, D E T. H-B-L-O-W-1 and that's where I have my personal stuff I have music on there too all the music that you hear on this podcast is original music by me it's all my music uh, I, I produce music so if you need music for your podcast if you need music for commercials if you need help producing your podcast you know just message me on the Ranting with Ramos um, uh, on Instagram podcast and I'll get back to you. I'm a real person. I'm the one who runs it. Still blue collar, still working my nine to five. 
but I'm just doing everything, man, from the designing the t-shirts to printing them to everything. I'm the one doing it. So if you have any questions, you know, don't be afraid. You know, just message me. Any, you know, lately people have been asking me about it with advice, and yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool to talk. I'm I'm just a regular person, man. It's just that I, I managed to put myself out there. Hopefully, people can relate to it, and a lot of people, uh, based on the uh, Apple Podcast reviews, um, the common word is relatable, is they can relate to it. Because I'm just I'm a real person, you know, just like you are. You know, I'm, I'm just an average person, and uh, I just have a different mind, just like a lot of you do if you listen to the podcast then you must be a very open person a person that thinks for themselves because if you right away by hearing the podcast and some of the views that i have you wouldn't be listening to it so you know thank you everyone for being yourselves and for supporting something that you can relate to so thank you very much everybody and uh stay safe hopefully this fucking scamdemic fucking end soon because it seems like it everyone's fucking quiet so i know around the election time they're gonna it's gonna open up again because they want they want people to fucking vote supposedly vote air quotes you know we can't control our shit but anyway everyone stay safe uh take care of each other support support our people you know i guess there, there have been a couple more attacks and shit where there's a lady that got fucked up she got beat up some fool try to uh, comment. Oh, it was two Mexican chicks. I said, "Look, man, I'm a man of my word. If you can show me that, show me evidence that it wasn't black kids that jumped that lady, I'll take it down. I'm not afraid to be wrong, man. You know what I mean? I don't even know. I just posted it to share it. You know, I I don't know nothing about. It. I just know that those are the facts that two black kids beat up a lady." And I, but I reposted it. But if you can show me evidence. So the fool fucking sends me a direct message. He sends me a picture of like two fat Mexican chicks. Like the, their backs. And I'm like this. I don't see anything. I just see two chicks. And he's and he comments. He's like are you fucking retarded? Are you fucking colorblind? And I'm like look man. I'm being. I'm coming at you like a man. Man to man. Show me evidence and I'll take it down. I'm not afraid to be wrong, man. I can be proven wrong. It's cool, you know. Just like with the Vanessa Gillen, the Guillen thing. Um, everyone was thinking, oh, you know, she fucking, uh, it was fucked up that nobody was there. But it ended up being that it was a private fucking military thing, military um, ceremony. That's why I didn't see anybody there. So, okay, cool. I was proven wrong. I'm not afraid to be wrong. You learn every every fucking day. You learn shit. So this dude, I said, look, man, I'm being a man. So there's no need to use that fucking language with me. I'm not gonna fucking cyberbang with this motherfucker. You know, fucking keyboard warrior bullshit. So I was like, show me. Look, all I'm seeing is the back of two chubby Mexican chicks. I'm not seeing the video. Show me some more. And that phone never got back to me. And I was telling my son about it. He's like, nah, you know why? It's because the way that you talk to him. He's like, you're like, look, I'm being a man. I'm being civil. And he felt stupid. You know what I mean? That defeated his his fucked up thinking. But uh, yeah, so this fool, I gave him an opportunity. He never got back to me. So shout out to all the new listeners. Please share. Please rate. Please review on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to. But it really helps if you can get on the uh, Apple Podcast. Just download the pod. Download, download the, the app and listen to the to the podcast here. Review it and rate it. Like I said, I'm going to be picking a, a winner um, towards the end of the next week. And I'm going to announce it on my Instagram. Um, and uh, also, too, the crazy thing, man. Um, I had a couple actual raza, you know, um, tell me, like, hey, man. Like, you know, because people ask you. Hey, so what you do this weekend? What are you working on? And I tell them, you know, because I'm fucking, I'm real. I'm, I'm me. So I'm not trying to show off. They asked me, so I'm telling them, oh, you know what? I'm working on a fucking t-shirt design. This is what it looks like. Hey, uh, people told me like, hey, uh, are you sure people want to buy something with you on it? I'm like, yeah, why not? I got a couple people that want to buy it. Like, fuck, I'm not trying to say I'm fucking Brad Pitt or nothing. That's just me. That's just the logo. That's the logo for the fucking t-shirt. You know what I mean? It's like, just like if I like fucking a certain band, I'm going to buy their fucking merch and support them and wear it with pride. I don't give a fuck what they look like. But it's just, it's fucked up because it's within our own race that they can hate on you that way. You know, it's fucked up. But yeah, I don't let none of that shit get me down. 
I've had people give me the advice like, you know, uh, don't worry about what people say and don't worry about what what they uh, you know they want to bring it down. But man, I've, I've lived, been living like that my whole fucking life. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I'm myself. I'm gonna keep being myself till the end, man. Till they turn that fucking incinerator on. That's gonna be me to the fucking fullest. And if you're hearing this now, I still live on through these fucking the the sound of my voice. You can hear me. I'm I'm. You know, I might not be here, but I'm here because you can hear me. And hopefully I can reach more people with just the real shit. I'm just talking about none of this shit is made up. It's all real. It really happened. All this shit. And it's crazy because I'm 40 years old now. It took this long for me to come up with something like this. I've always, you know, I, I know how to do a lot of different things with art, music, different things tattoos a bunch of different fucking things but now it's crazy because at the age of 40 is when i finally decided to do something you know i think it's because the advancement the advancement of technology that's what it is because uh you know 10 years ago technology wasn't this advanced you know and uh what really helped me a lot with my podcast and my podcast is i feel is really different because my podcast is like a production i've listened to other podcasts and podcasts that sound like this one it's a big ass team of people, man. There's sound guys, there's producers, there's, but this is just me, man. One guy who works fucking six to five, six to four sometimes, and I come home and I produce this shit myself. I have a week to do it. And so usually my podcasts, they were like an hour. This one's like 40 minutes, but what I'm doing is um, there's podcasts that are fucking 30 minutes that that I personally listen to and I'm like fuck it's only 30 minutes but you can't wait to hear the next episode or or the the fucking season is only about six to eight episodes and you're like fuck I can't wait to hear it they're only 30 minutes but those 30 minutes are like fucking they take you on a trip man and that's that's my goal is like I want to take you there I want you to see it in your in your brain I want you to see it in a, in a picture I want you to hear the sounds feel something that's what I want to do. I want you to feel something that may, my main thing is I want people to think for themselves and know, like I always say, that there's other ways of doing it. There's other ways of doing things. You don't have to do what the next guy is doing. You can do your own thing, whatever, do whatever the hell you want to do, anything. So with that, I want to say thank you very much, everybody, for your support. And uh, see you, catch you on episode nine episode nine. and also thank you i'm almost at a thousand listens and it's only been about a month so thank you very much guys if, you, if you're sharing it if you listen to it a couple of times you know I, I, I listen to it just you know see how i can improve but thank you very much man it really means a lot and uh, everybody stay safe peace